Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. Today, I want to talk about a recent survey that came out last week from my friends at MGMA Stat. If you're not familiar with MGMA Stat, it's a great service that MGMA runs, and you don't have to be a member of MGMA to join or participate. What they do in normal times is every Tuesday, they'll send out a text message with some kind of question around current health care and what's going on. And then every Thursday, They'll text you a graphic with the results of the survey and then maybe an accompanying article or some resources or references if you want to learn more or whatever. But it's all free and you don't have to be a member of MGMA to participate. If you're not a member, you ought to at least look into it. And if you want to join, you can text the word Excel, like E-X-C-E-L, like the spreadsheet program Excel. Text that word to 33550 and they'll send you a text message to participate. Now, again, normal times, Tuesday comes the question, Thursday's the answer. In COVID times, they're doing more questions with more answers, and they're just really trying to, in fact, it's a great way to get a pulse on what's going on in healthcare. So the question they asked last week was, has your organization's provider comp been impacted amid COVID-19? And 62% said, yes, for all providers, provider comp has been impacted. 20% 20% said yes for some. So overall, 82% of the respondents, and there were over 1,000 people that responded, said, yeah, compensation's been impacted. So what I want to talk about today is some ideas you might use to compensate or to recover from this 82% of practices are down in provider comp. The first thing I might do is refer you to my podcast from a couple of weeks ago, April 27th. And the whole point of that podcast was let's go find ancillary work because another MGMA stat poll recently said, you know, ancillary is way down. You know, telehealth is compensating for some, but it's really hard to pick up the ancillary side of medicine using telehealth. So there are some good ideas that I think will help you on the April 27th podcast around ancillaries. But what we've got to do is we've got to, we've got to do something about this provider compensation issue. A lot of practices are limiting appointments you know, we flatten the curve, we're flattening the economy, and now we're flattening provider compensation. What we've got to do is figure out how do we maximize our use of provider time. You might look at a couple other ideas besides the ancillary thing. One you might look at is you might look at your payer contracting data. If it's been too long, you might get a sense for, hey, for every 99203 or 99214 that I'm doing, which providers, or excuse me, which insurance providers which payers pay me better for that code than others. And, you know, I'm familiar with groups that will say, hey, we're going to limit our appointment templates for these kind of patients that don't pay as well, at least until we recover so that we can get the better paying payers and the better paying patients in the door just to keep the practice afloat until we can get a broader schedule and we don't have to limit appointments so much and we can see more patients. Along with better rates, you might look at insurance types as well. Maybe work comp is a good thing in your practice. And if you're taking work comp patients, then that's good. Maybe you make a special outreach to say, hey, you know, let us help you uh, get your uh, employees back, you know, feeling better and back on the job in whatever particular industries that are uh, trying to ramp up and are um, struggling to get people. The work comp may be a place you might look. Or other payers where you're getting better rates. The other thing, when you're looking at payer contracting and payers and you're trying to decide who do I see and what do I limit on my schedule, what do I encourage on my template, that kind of thing. The other thing you might look at is time to procedure. And what I mean by that, I've done this especially for like neurosurgery practices. 
And there's a pretty good size gap, I mean weeks if not months, between the way different payers require conservative care or require the pre-authorization process or the documentation that's required or all that goes into getting a surgery approved. And if you can get a sense, historical data in uh, maybe it's 2019 or the last six months or whatever, you look at some historical data and say, these patients are going to get to surgery or the procedure or to whatever faster. What you might look at is prioritizing those patients on your schedule. And if it's going to take six months to approve a Blue Cross patient, for example, and a three months for Aetna or vice versa, you might put the Aetna patients first, the Blue Cross patients first, or whatever it is to try to fill those surgery slots and compensate for this provider compensation problem that MGMA stat taught us about. The other thing you might look at as a final idea is I've got a friend that runs a urology practice in the Midwest. And we were talking one day and he said he'd done the math and looked for his providers in his market, for his payers, with you know in his environment, right? He was better off from a time perspective having his providers do multiple vasectomies as opposed to one surgery. Just in terms of the time that was required in terms of the hospital and back and post-op and 99024 uh, post-op visits and all that kind of stuff. When he did the math, for him, they were better off doing lots of the smaller procedure, the vasectomy, as opposed to the larger procedures, the surgeries. I don't know how that plays in your practice, but you might look at it. You might try to get a sense for provider time, and maybe you're looking at your templates or your provider schedules, or maybe you got to talk to providers or do some initial information and, and some study or whatever. But where is my provider's time best compensated during a time of limited patient appointments? and really focus your schedule to try to drive those patients or drive those appointment slots and recover as a practice. Obviously, you got to take care of all patients and you got to um, manage across all this, and I get that. But you might prioritize or try to give some special emphasis to something that's going to help recover this 82% of healthcare leaders that say some are all their providers' compensations down. I hope these ideas are helpful for you. Thanks for joining me on my podcast. Thank you.